Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, bringing you daily reviews of currently streaming horror movies for your twisted pleasure. Be aware that these reviews may include mild spoilers. And as always, I hope you enjoy. She's here. You are breathtaking. <laughs> Thank you. Now don't stay up and watch scary movies, okay? It'll give you nightmares again. So what do you want to do? Santa is Ricky, why can't you just leave me alone? He's such a jerk. Don't hang up on me. What was that? What the fuck? Oh my god. Get away from the window. There's someone there. Ashley! Are you hiding? I'll find you. Don't worry, I'll protect you. It's the holiday season, y'all, so why not spread some Christmas cheer the only way I know how, by highlighting horror movies. I don't know about you, but in my household growing up, a holiday staple was watching Chris Columbus's Home Alone. A family-friendly comedy about little Kevin McAllister being accidentally left home alone when his parents leave for a Christmas trip to France. And while Child Protective Services never gets involved for some strange reason, Kevin must grapple with robbers who attempt to break into his house. As Kevin is all alone, he's forced to defend his home by creating elaborate booby traps out of household implements. Dousing his house's steps in water to ensure anyone who tries to enter slips, putting nails on stairs, bombing intruders with paint cans on strings, and releasing his brother Buzz's furry tarantula, being a few staples of his makeshift home defense. The film revels in its Three Stooges slapstick approach to violence. These bandits are branded, burned, and bruised in more ways than one, this torment being at the root of the film's humor. But the older I became, and thus my infatuation with horror grew, I couldn't help but wonder, what if Kevin didn't hold back? What if the punishment he doled out wasn't constrained by slapstick antics of a kid's movie? What if Kevin became a killer? Well, director and co-writer Chris Peckover and writer Zach Kahn show us in their 2016 film, Better Watch Out. And a quick disclaimer, I'm gonna lean pretty heavily into spoiler territory with this one, so if you've yet to watch Better Watch Out, pause this and go watch it you definitely will not be disappointed. Better Watch Out is currently streaming on Prime Video, Shudder, and Tubi TV. Set in a quiet, snowy suburban neighborhood, Ashley, played by Olivia De Jong, takes one last babysitting gig for the Learner's family. Ashley's babysat 12-year-old Luke, played by Levi Miller, countless times before, so it's a no-brainer gig for her. But this seemingly average night quickly turns out to be more than was in the job description. A masked intruder breaks into the Learner's home, leaving Ashley to devise a makeshift plan for her and Luke to escape. The film is introduced and builds as a prototypical home invasion thriller with some comedic elements early on. Luke is helplessly in love with his older babysitter and his best friend Garrett, and his best friend Garrett, played by Ed Oxenbold, eggs him on in making a move. Fun fact, Ed Oxenbold and Olivia de Jong play siblings in M. Night Shyamalan's found footage film The Visit. As the course of the evening continues, Luke's attempts at making a move are rebuked as Ashley is fielding calls from her dickhead boyfriend Jeremy. As Luke's failed attempts at wooing Ashley fail, such as swiping a bottle from his parents' liquor cabinet or a candlelit pizza dinner, he grows resentful and standoffish with her. And then the home invader shows up. And now for a brief intermission. If you've been enjoying this episode of Daily Horror Habit, please take a moment to subscribe to the show on your preferred streaming platform or leaving a review on iTunes. And thank you for your continued support, which drives the show's success. And now, without further ado, let's get back to today's horrifying episode. Ashley sees someone skulking around outside. Then a brick comes smashing through the window, threatening that if they leave the house, they'll die. 
And then, a figure appears inside the house, brandishing a shotgun, stalking the pair from room to room of the home. The first 30 minutes of the film are fairly standard in the types of scares you would expect, but it's presented with enough humor, mostly gags at goofball Garrett's expense, and genuine tension that keep these familiar bits consistently unsettling and entertaining. And then things take a turn for the worst. Ashley notices she recognizes the intruder. It isn't her obsessive boyfriend who she feared it to be, but rather it's Garrett. It's revealed that in a bid to win her affection, Luke and Garrett staged this home invasion to paint Luke as Ashley's savior. Rather than fulfilling Luke's romantic fantasy as a damsel in distress, Ashley is justifiably livid and threatens to tell Luke's parents. And that's when Luke decides to pistol whip Ashley, sending her crashing down the stairs. The film's next hour is about as sudden and shocking of a left turn as the film could take, shifting from home invasion thriller into a dark comedy cautionary tale. Ashley awakes bound and bloody to a chair in Luke's kitchen as Luke brandishes a handgun and Garrett sheepishly looks on from afar. Luke is shifted from a seemingly normal 12-year-old with a crush into a predator, using his intellect to manipulate and do the unthinkable. His pushy but largely good-natured demeanor changes to one of obsession with dominating and controlling others. It's a frightening shift, one that Levi Miller pulls off with disturbing ease. It's the type of performance that makes you wonder why the hell this kid isn't in more horror movies. His ability to bounce effortlessly from calm and cold to manic and violent at the bat of an eye is chilling to say the least. When you pair this with his heavy-handed character traits of toxic masculinity and male privilege, it makes for a frighteningly grounded performance. Remember in the beginning of the episode when I brought up Home Alone? Boy did that seem random, but now is the time to connect those dots. With Luke now fully leaning into his psychotic ways, he is unperturbed by anyone attempting to get in his way of tormenting the woman who's rejected his affection. Ashley's ex-boyfriend and current boyfriend both show up to the house, we assume to try to win back her affection. In reality, Luke has devised a plan to stage the violent events of the evening, pointing the finger at other possible perpetrators other than himself. Now, something that should be mentioned is that the film is cognizant of the fact it presents itself as a darker take on Home Alone. Had it not, the film would be far more eye-rolling as to deny its influence and pose them as original ideas would be disingenuous. Early on in the film, Luke and Garrett joke about whether or not the paint can bombing from Home Alone, though they never mention the film by name, would actually kill someone or not. And given that Luke is in a murderous mood this particular evening, he decides to test this theory out on one of Ashley's boyfriends. This particularly gruesome scene is the perfect example of Better Watch Out's dark humor tone pairing the slapstick-influenced violence with bloody real-world ramifications. The film's approach to violence is heightened by this, as the lunacy of Home Alone is presented, yet we see the devastating results that that violence actually has. We also see how perhaps Kevin McAllister would have defended himself if this conflict with the wet bandits were one of life and death, such as when Ashley's boyfriend Jeremy grabs Luke and Luke retaliates by stabbing him in the jaw with a number two Ticonderoga pencil. It's a brutal moment that is later capitalized on with dark humor as Luke and Garrett force him to blow weed smoke out of his open wound. A corny moment, but an example of blending brutal moments of violence with humor, however adolescent that humor might actually be. It's fucked, it's funny, and it makes for a film that juggles a nice balance of laughs and shocking violence. I think by this point, four years after its initial release, it's hard to go into this film without knowing the twist. And yet, even if you are aware of the direction the film is headed in, it still makes for a brutally cynical and entertainingly violent rendition of Home Alone. So just be sure, if you're offered a last-minute babysitting gig this holiday season, maybe skip it and go scrub some dishes or start a Patreon or something, or else you'd better watch out. 
So be sure to stream Better Watch Out on Prime Video, Shutter, or Tubi TV. And that'll do it for another episode of Daily Horror Habit. I'll see you guys tomorrow for another Daily Horror Movie Review. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service and follow at Daily Horror Habit on Instagram and at Daily Horror Pod on Twitter.